0: Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm Courtney. And I'm MK. And how are ya?
1: I am so good.
0: Yeah? Um,
1: so, you know how I'm working this summer camp? mm mm-hmm. um, I can't remember what day we recorded July. last week. You hadn't started yet. Oh my God. So I haven't talked about camp at all? No. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm teaching the summer camp and I'm teaching science Mm -hmm. and um, every week is themed. And so last week's theme was explore the USA, obviously, because it was 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And so like we built bridges one day and um, then we learned about the Hoover Dam And so, like, with the little kids, we did a static electricity thing. And then with the big kids, we tried to build our own hydroelectric, uh, like, water wheel, and it didn't work. But then we learned about, like, when you do an experiment and you have to, like, do, like, look at it and say, what went wrong? What could I do better? Blah, blah, blah. Then it was Thursday. And I was like, you know what? We're learning about volcanoes. But, like, the engineering teacher was doing actually making volcanoes. So I said, fuck it. And we put mentos in diet coke. <laughs> so, and then, I just literally I was like I was telling um my friend um <laughs> that was that would have made it so much more awkward than it <laughs> needed to be. Um I was like I'm getting paid to just put mentos in Coke all day long. That's it. That's all the I dream. Do. The dream. And then yesterday or not yesterday, Friday, we went to the history museum for the field trip. It was fine, but it was, like, the kids were too little for it. Mm -hmm. Like, if it would have been only middle schoolers, it would have been a great field trip, but, like, the first graders were Mm. mad. Yeah. But then today, it was Monday, and all the kids were feeling it. Like, I felt like it was Monday, and the kids were also feeling like it was Monday. So, we colored. But we colored with white crayons on white paper. Because then tomorrow, we're going to watercolor paint it so that our pictures reappear. How nice. But the kindergartners, when I gave them a white crayon, they were distressed. <laughs> <laughs> distressed. But then, so tomorrow we're watercolor painting. And then on Wednesday, we are doing a floating magnet experiment. And also, we're going to poke pencils into a Ziploc bag full of water so to show that the water won't squirt out. And then we are doing paper chromatography on Thursday. And then on Friday, paper chromatography? oh, it's when you um, take food coloring or markers on like coffee filters or paper towels, and then you put it in water and like it spreads and like does weird cool things. And then on Friday, we're going to do an escape room, and then we're going to the planetarium. Can I come to school? It's the most fun. And then next week's theme is superheroes best (laughs) I could tell you about all of them um I'm having a hard time thinking of what science experiments to do for superheroes like for rainbow week I have all of my experiments already ready for kitchen week I have all of my experiments already ready superhero and ninja I'm struggling a little bit okay we'll talk okay so yeah so camp is so much fun um, but it also reminds me every day of why I don't teach kids that young. Yes. Because it is exhausting. Like the level of like being on like today, so we finished our paint our like our paint coloring for the white crayon, and then I just gave them some paper like to color. And they were, like, drawing these pictures, and then they kept showing me what was in their picture, and they were like, do you see it? Like, do you look at this? Like, this is so cool. And I was like, that is amazing. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And, like, that just, like, that level of, like, fake. Because it's not not fake, but it's way more, like, with my middle schoolers, they show me a picture. I go, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And they're like, it's this. I'm like, draw better. So... (laughs) Because, like, I can, because they know that I, like, we have that relationship. But the the five-year-olds, I'm like, you're so smart. I'm so proud of you. And then I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. How are you?
0: Well, speaking of superheroes, I've been watching a lot of Marvel. Mm-hmm. I've almost finished New Next season, 2 I'm really taking it. Really digging it.
1: I'm seeing Thor on Wednesday.
0: Oh, I am three- four movies behind, so...
1: I should probably watch Doctor Strange before I go shouldn't I? You
0: absolutely should. It's on Disney Plus.
1: No, I know it is. I just... Yeah.
0: I've um, also finally finished Falcon and Winter Soldier and I liked it more than I thought I would mm, because good. I watched the first episode three times and kept falling asleep yeah. and then I restarted it this weekend while I was wide awake and not doing anything else and didn't hate it. Nice. I see why I didn't enjoy it as much after directly after WandaVision, but... uh, yeah it? Yeah, so moving forward, but to, uh, hide all of my excitement, we finally booked our bachelorette trip for Rachel's wedding. Yay! Tell I me everything! I am so excited. So we talked on Monday, me and you. Yeah. Everyone else here. And, um, then Wednesday, so Rachel's been, like, all over the place of, like, I don't know, do I want to do this, do this? So I've been, right. like bouncing ideas back and forth for like months and so
1: yeah.
0: out of nowhere Wednesday morning she texts me and she's like uh Wednesday no it's Thursday she texts me and she says have you looked up how much it costs for us to do a cruise that day I booked a cruise <laughs> we are in done and um but I booked it for the wrong day so Caitlin had to call and cancel it and book everything again but <laughs> it is hey, okay <laughs> Everything's fine. So it's going to be me and Rachel, uh, obviously. Obviously. And uh, Caitlin and Shaylee, who is... Uh, Ra- Rachel's uh, one of her other besties from New Orleans. They're in school. Say, I didn't... I haven't met Shaylee no, yet. Oh, I did not met Shaylee yet. Okay. She wasn't around last year in Louisiana. Um, Perfect. But yeah, so it's going to be the four of us. We're going to do a cruise in September. It's going to be mm-hmm. out of New Orleans. I've already bought my plane ticket. I already bought my cruise ticket. I am... I've never been happier. I haven't had a vacation since I went to Disney in 2020, January, 2020. That wasn't like, Oh, like I went to Michigan with Rachel last August, but it was to help her move. And yeah. so one day we went wine tasting and I got tipsy and went to sleep and that was my vacation. But the rest of the time was, you know, moving and yeah, that stuff. So this is my first one in like two and a half years. Almost three years by the time September rolls around. I am so excited. I could cry. Love that for you. And because I'm feeling some type of way, the cards are in my favor. Okay. Our spiritual AF card. Maybe you literally can't even.
1: We can even. We yeah. can even.
0: We're going to make it. Everything is going to be fine. So good. I've been a big baby for the past week about everything. Okay. So I'm just going to start probably.
1: What day does this podcast come out on?
0: A week from Thursday.
1: <laughs> so that's 14. the 23rd. What? 4th? Oh, okay. Well, no, wait. 14. It's the 21st. Yeah, the 21st. Yes, it'll come out on the 21st. Okay, well, you know, fuck it. I was going to not say it. I was going to not share my most exciting news, but this doesn't come out till the 21st, so it will have been a month at that point. Fair. So, um... I have a boyfriend. (laughs) It's... Fantastic. I'm so happy. That's why I've been stupidly giddy in all of the episodes of the last, like, three weeks. It's fine.
0: Don't worry. This doesn't mean she's going to stop thirsting over every
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I am not single, but fictional men don't count. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So things are, things are well. And the DNA <laughs> you're going on a cruise,
1: I'm going <laughs> to... Someone likes me at phone. No. Oh, no. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm it. Oh god. Yeah. I, if he ever watches this and sees my face when I just said this, It's
0: too late.
1: <laughs> it's, too late. <laughs> it's too late. Oh god. I wonder if he knows how much I like him.
0: Yeah, so we can not even. We can not even. You know what else we we can do?
1: Talk about Bates Montel for Thriller Thursday.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we are Bates Montel, season two, episode seven. It's called Presumed Innocent. And because I couldn't remember what episode we were on last week, I did see the title of this one before I watched
1: <laughs> episode six. I'm sorry, a bird just flew into <laughs> the window, as you said, presumed <laughs> innocent, and it scared the shit yeah, I was like,
0: has very strong feelings about the innocence of uh, everyone and everything. So do I, though. So I mean, it's the only way to be. Yeah, we are also not going to lose our cynicism just because we're having a good day. <laughs> like, facts to us. Um, yeah. It aired on April fourteenth, two thousand fourteen. It was rated eight point one out of ten. Standard. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, um, nothing has changed. The number one song is Happy. The number one movie is Captain America Winter Soldier. Of course. Um, nothing happened on this day. It is the birthday of Sarah Michelle Gellar and Loretta Lynn. Fantastic. That is all of the information I have for you.
1: April 14th, 2014. Where was
0: that I? was my senior year. I was graduating high school. Nope, nope, I graduated. Nope, <laughs> this is college. Oh, my junior year of college,
1: I. Your junior, yeah, your junior year of college. Graduated twenty fifteen. Yeah, I was um, already graduated from college because I graduated in December. Oh, Um, that's
0: right.
1: That's right. And I don't know. I was probably working, working at Dairy Queen. Yep, that's
0: probably probably
1: all I was doing. Working with the football office. Yeah. Nope. It's brilliant. Dairy Queen was my life back then. Good times. Good times. Good times. Um,
0: we have a new director. Ooh, fancy. You're going to be stoked about... Am her. I? Her name is Roxanne Dawson. Do you know that name? I do know that name. Do you know why you know that name? No, I do not know why I know that name. <laughs> Same. So, she's known for directing... Um, um, Breakthrough, which is a movie that won awards that I've never heard of. Um, the Americans. Okay. Lots of cards. And a movie called Mercy Street that came out like 2016. Okay. I wasn't a person in 2016. I, I don't know anything that happened between like 2015 and 2019 or 2020. Like, right. Law
1: school years. Yeah.
0: Things didn't happen. So I have no idea about this movie. But in 2016,
1: came out- I worked at Disney. So if it wasn't owned by Disney, I didn't know it existed. Fair. It was not. I can confirm.
0: Okay. I mean maybe now I don't know which film company it came from. <laughs> <laughs> right. It wasn't then. <laughs> right. Um and she's won awards for work she did on Heroes. Okay. Um and she won awards for her acting on Star Trek Voyager. Okay, she was Lieutenant Torres. Yes. Got it. And she the The Star Trek Voyager in nineteen ninety five, yeah,
1: and Voyager is not my favorite Star Trek. Um, just all part of partially because when it came out in relationship to my age, sure. But like Jonathan Frakes is awesome. So I know nothing about
0: Star Trek, but I'm real happy to tie in our side <laughs> okay, our thriller Fantastic. Um, she was childhood friends with William Shatner's daughter. I love so that. Just tie it all in there, and um. Just random fact. She went to the same high school, not necessarily at the same time, but the same high school as Angelina Jolie, Nicolas Cage, Lenny Kravitz, and David Schwimmer.
1: I was having a really interesting conversation about Nicolas Cage today.
0: I've had a few of those in my lifetime.
1: My friend went to New Orleans last summer. And so
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: that's the line.
0: Yeah. For those of you who don't know, um, he has a shrine, what is it called?
1: A tomb? It's a, it's a, a tomb? it's a tomb. Yeah. He bought himself a tomb already.
0: He bought himself a tomb in the New Orleans graveyard, but it basically is a shrine to himself, I feel like.
1: Yeah, it's an Illuminati pyramid. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It's the strangest shit I've ever seen. Also, the last time I was in New Orleans, it was, like, right after he foreclosed on the LaLaurie Mansion. Ooh, What a fucking time.
0: Yeah. Um, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, just, like, Search Nicholas Cage.
1: Also, like search Nicholas Cage plus New Orleans. Yeah, just it is wild. Wild. Um, we have the same writers as always.
0: Okay. Not a lot changing. Yep. probably for the best. Um, probably. Uh, this show was named after the Harrison Ford movie *Presumed Innocent*, which okay. I have not seen, but I have not either. Guess what it's about. Right. So, um, and the uh, the guest star that I would like to speak about today yeah. is, I meant to look up how to say her name. I think it's Agam, Darshi. Okay. Um, she plays Deputy Lynn. Okay. She's on DMZ, which is a movie coming out this year if it's not already out. Okay, she was on Sanctuary, which I've heard of but haven't seen. Same. You, me, and her, and Dirk Gently's something about a murder.
1: Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. That's the one.
0: That's the one.
1: Um, the guy who was our guest star on Sunday for Sci Fi Sunday was in an episode of that, but I didn't talk about it because neither of us have seen it.
0: No, we haven't. But,
1: but I love the
0: name. Wasn't it? And um, the only thing I've probably seen her in, even though I'm not super sure I've seen this episode yet, because I am behind, she played the Queen in The Flash. Okay. I don't um, think I've seen that. I don't think I've seen that one yet, but I love The Flash, and I have seen a lot of it. Right. Um, 50 is
1: in. I have feelings oh. about her, but it's fine.
0: Don't we all? Don't we all? And with that, we start with murder. And, naturally, we have death. And we come up on Norma, who is trying to call Norman because he is apparently missing. And I was like, yep, he's hiding a body. Turns out that's not exactly what he was doing. I went really fast to
1: it. Really did, point. yeah. But it's fine. Um, when she's on the phone, she's like, I'm worried about you. And I was like, I'm worried about him, too. But like, you definitely right. should be worried about him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and she's walking up on City Hall
0: for her first four days on the board. And we get this quick cut over to Norman in a car, the backseat of a car. I thought he was running away. Because we just got this brief, like, ten seconds yeah. before we go back to Norman.
1: No, but in that same scene, you do see the person in whose car he's in. You realize it's a cop car.
0: Right. But I didn't know what was happening i thought she was running away
1: i got really mad i was like did cody call the cops like what the fuck
0: i mean i would not have put it past her um i mean granted she's got a lot going on but I still. but also
1: know. like we'll get there i'll 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 yeah okay. okay
0: so norma's hella official with her she's getting an office
1: she's yeah. got all these like Okay, but she was, like, really confused that she had an office. Like, did you yeah. not know what the job was? Like, it's a job.
0: How this works. Like, yeah, it was uh, a. very was confused. Um, but it's fine. And uh, so this guy, Max, comes up to her, and he's been real sus with Norma. Like, he's like, let's chat. And he's like, I heard you called, uh, what's his name, Lieberman Leber- a dick? And she's like, oh, yeah, I feel bad about it. He's like, no. No, he is. And then he's like, how did you get this job? Who do you think you are? Like, super, like,
1: on her. And I mean... And then he's like, life's kind of funny, isn't it? And then it's like, no. Ew.
0: Um, So, to be fair, she did get the job because of Nick Ford and George and all of this family of people. Yeah. She doesn't know that. Right. So... Calm down. You can't take it out on her because she has no idea what's going on yet.
1: She's so stupid. I know.
0: Bless. And then, uh, Alex comes in and saves the day as he does. Oh, except for that, like, it was a hot mess. It wasn't great
1: news. Right.
0: But it was news that got her out of this.
1: But he did look good doing it. (laughs) Uh,
0: didn't look bad, and I thought he was trying
1: to help her, but instead he was just there to give her bad news. I'm oh, sorry. no, I knew exactly why he was there, but that's also because I saw the cop in the first scene, and was like, oh, shit. Right, right.
0: Um, okay,
1: sorry to put my computer back in.
0: Um, So, Norman's already talking. We find out he is at the police station being questioned, and instead of being like, let me get a lawyer, or let me talk to my mom, or anything that makes sense he's just like
1: chatting about the whole story he's telling him everything okay but to be fair and this is where my first note that says to be fair is alex tells norma that according to norman cody's dad died to self-defense and to be fair this time it actually was like not condoning the bates family situation handling but like the guy punched his daughter norman got involved got angry and pushed him off of cody and he fell down the stairs and like actually that is what happened. this actually
0: was self defense.
1: like did he instigate it sure should he have been there no like did was there other ways to handle it definitely but did he actually just genuinely push a man off of abusing his daughter, and then the guy died? Yeah, kind of. That's what happened. Yeah,
0: right. But I don't know that I'd classify it as like first degree murder. Or capital
1: murder. No, no, no. I would definitely still call it self. So- like I to would, be fair, that absolutely was self defense. Absolutely, absolutely self defense. <laughs> and um, so naturally,
0: Alex is trying to help. He's like, "This is what's happening. Everything's fine. Just come with me." And I was like, "Norma's going to lose it." Like, it's going to be insane. But I don't know. And I don't know exactly which point Alex decided to completely flip and decide they were besties if it was when he was staying at the hotel. Because used to, he was like, no, we're not getting in the middle of this. And now he's all the time. He's like, let me help you with Norman. Let me help you with this. Let me do this. And
1: I just yeah. I feel like there was not a very coherent. <laughs> um, so sometimes... When a guy is interested in you, they yes. do it in a weird way by, like, going out of their way to help you with things that aren't really helpful, but, like. It- yes, correct. Alex wants to sleep with Norma. Oh, no,
0: 100%. No question. No question. I do not know why. But that is fine, I guess. Teach their right. own. Um, so then we go to Norman finally. And he is being super awkward taking his mugshot. And I could not remember the name mugshot, so I wrote down who's having a photo shoot. <laughs> police station.
1: <laughs> I am obsessed with that. I'm just gonna call everything police station photo shoot from now on.
0: Because I, I could not the really light. Like, I was sitting there and I was like, What is this called? <laughs> what is happening?
1: So he's right. having a, uh
0: police station photo shoot and um She's like, here, change your shirt. He's like, no, I'm fine. And she just looks at him. He's like, oh, the blood. No, that's mine. It's still fine. I'm like, even if I had my own blood on me, I think um, I want to, like, change okay. my shirt still.
1: Yeah, no, here's the thing. I got really mad and anxious at this point because, like, the cop was obviously doing her job. Like, I get it. But, like, no. no. But also, like, if he's not booked, you can't do all of these things right He is 17 mm-hmm. so he's a minor mm-hmm. unless you're actually like booking him or arresting him or putting him as a person of interest that's a line that you're like crossing even
0: if he's a person of interest if you haven't arrested him and booked him you can't have his dna without consent that's not how it works yeah and this is why everyone should get a lawyer i don't care if you're guilty or not Everyone should ask for a yeah, lawyer. Yeah, getting
1: a lawyer doesn't mean you're guilty. Getting a lawyer is so that the court systems don't abuse you. Yes, yes. Because in, unless you're fully aware of all of your rights, which it's very, very difficult to be. Even if you are fully aware of all your rights, I would recommend, like, I know
0: yeah. my rights because I learned them in school because I had to. Right. i will hire an attorney if something happened to me. Like, even though I Ooh. am an attorney. Like,
1: Ooh sorry my eyelashes are like about to come off my face
0: just just put that back on there no (laughs) we're good we're good but yeah so get an attorney yeah give up your whole life story because it could be twisted or you could give yourself away if you're guilty not that i don't want like i don't want guilty people to get away obviously
1: but right we're not condoning like murdering someone and then trying to get away with it but like But
0: like this kid first because he is the cause of death, but he needed to discuss with his attorney how to handle a self-defense case as opposed to right giving up all his DNA.
1: Anyway. And also like fuck that cop for like taking advantage of a seventeen year old. Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah, they definitely went through
1: the whole booking process without booking him. So and But I also got anxiety because I was like, we still haven't solved Blair's murder. We just arrested somebody as a scapegoat. We can't take oh. Norman's DNA. And you are right. You are correct. I know. My last note says, call that shoot.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. So, Norman's super chill about all of these things happening to him where I would be losing my mind. Mm-hmm. And we go to Remo and Dylan.
1: Oh, Remo yes. made me laugh so hard! It's the beginning of the end for me. It's for of me. of Remo or Dylan or this episode. This episode.
0: Oh, I don't know. So Remo cares about Dylan, obviously. Obviously, he wants to protect him. This is, I think, the first time we learn that Zane's sister's name is Jodie Morgan
1: yes it is um
0: i was gonna talk about her as the guest this episode and then she wasn't
1: in, this episode, in it right again. so you say
0: that so that's fair we'll talk about her in the future um but he also this is the second kojak reference they've made in the show
1: i i know it was so fucking funny though
0: i know it was uh remo is such a hoot.
1: I he was like he was like i just kind of kojacked that shit <laughs> yes <laughs> fantastic right and uh he
0: also keeps asking dylan about sleeping with jody and he's just like no no i'm not talking about it and then finally he's just like no i won't tell you anything so it's like very clear i mean obviously but it worked out fast like jody must have like called up a party line and told him what happened because dylan didn't tell everyone and
1: everyone knew like i don't know how that got around so fast well, I don't know that Jody necessarily called everyone. She obviously called Remo. Right. But I think Zane is just not as stupid as he comes off. Hmm. I feel like that's debatable. But it's fine. He's a different kind of stupid. Right.
0: I think he knows his sister.
1: Yeah, that's fair. He probably knows his sister pretty well. And
0: uh this is the first we see of him in this episode. And he has some sketchy guys and I oh put- this is
1: the first time i wrote he's a piece of shit
0: yep i said he's probably doing something dumb <laughs> and then we leave them mm-hmm. we go back to the police station and emma has run up to norma to talk to her and she's like oh my gosh i'll stay i'll do whatever you need and for a split second i thought norma was going to tell emma everything
1: um, I didn't, but it was only because I knew that Norma must be having a fucking panic attack about the fact that gossip spread that fast.
0: Yes. Also that, but I really thought she was going to tell her about, I thought she was going to tell her about Norman's dad. That's what I thought she was going to tell her about.
1: Oh, I, that never even crossed my mind.
0: And she didn't, because she was talking about, like, the blackout, like, she was, I knew she was thinking about the blackouts and all this stuff, so I was like, she's going to tell her that's the reason, because she obviously isn't going to tell her about Blair,
1: yeah, I mean,
0: there's nothing to tell her about Keith Summers because she killed him,
1: right? So, who's, who else he killed? Nobody, nobody. Okay, so no, wait, because uh, hold on, he killed, yeah, no, because Gil wasn't him, Zach wasn't him,
0: and Keith Summers wasn't him, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I really thought that that's what she was about to do because I'm I'm waiting for Norma to break something to Emma because they've gotten so close.
1: Right, that it's like weird. It's
0: so hard to be such a good role model that I know she's going to be the one to mess it up, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's a real bummer for Emma. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but, so then we go back to, uh, why can't I read my own handwriting? The deputy Lynn, and she is like convinced Norman has done this. Yeah. She doesn't think it's self-defense. She thinks he's just straight up cold blood murder. I have no idea why. (laughs) She does not know Norman from anywhere. And it's just, I don't, I don't understand why that was her first go to I guess she's like cynical maybe. That's fine. But, But Alex nonetheless is shutting her down.
1: Well, I'm sorry. I just like my brain completely turned off for a second. Are you, you're talking about the deputy, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I thought you were saying. And then I was going to make a note and then I realized that like I had a moment where I didn't process sound and I didn't know what you had said. And then I didn't want to make my response if that's not what you said. Um, This bitch clearly does not know how this town works. No. Like how long has she been there? Right. Clearly you must be new Mm -hmm. because we don't, we don't do that.
0: Absolutely not. And like Alex is just like, no, this isn't happening. Stop. And we go back to all to the front and the texting woman in the front desk.
1: Fuck is that receptionist bitch.
0: Worked. She was killing me.
1: I went, Regina.
0: Yeah. That's always the mean girls thing. Yeah. Literally, mean girls, once upon a time. Mm. I'm sure there's another example. Those are I know, but
1: them. I like Regina and Once Upon a Time by the end. Eventually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but beginning, she's mean.
1: She's awful. Yeah.
0: So, um, straight up thought Norma was going to kill this woman.
1: I I was going to kill her.
0: Right. Like, she had much more restraint than I would have. So, and she was under a lot more stress than I was. So, I don't know how she did it. Um, we finally get to where Norma and Norman finally get to talk to each other.
1: Well, okay. (laughs) Before Norman actually comes out and Norma's, like, flipping out, I literally wrote, calm yourself, you fucking crazy woman. Alex has had your back since day fucking one. Right. Even when he didn't want to, he did. So, like, calm your fucking self. Right.
0: So, uh, they're talking, and he is so laissez-faire about everything. He's just like, it's self-defense. I told him. It's fine. And she's like, don't tell him you out." And he's like, why? That's what happened. She's like, you can't
1: tell them this. And then but, he's like, okay, to be fair he doesn't know that when he blacks out, things happen. He like, that doesn't click to him. He just thinks that like, he's having some kind of like neurological like issues and she's keeping secrets from him. And then not explaining why she's keep, like why he needs to keep his secrets too. Like, I totally get why Norman's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah.
0: But I also like, to an extent, get why she doesn't.
1: No, for sure. For sure. For sure. But like, He's 17. 17-year-old boys aren't going to fucking listen to you unless you give them a reason to.
0: Yeah, and because of that, Norman makes Norma stay outside when he's being questioned.
1: Okay, but then the way Alex was talking to him when he was questioning him, I was like, oh, if I didn't already want to have his children, I would be pregnant right now. You no, know, I,
0: I think I'm as sensible as Norma was to be a fly on that wall. Like,
1: I... Ugh. I I would like to mother his children. But like not in that town because then my kids would be fucked. No.
0: Absolutely not.
1: No.
0: They'd all be like drug dealers who kill people.
1: Yeah. I would prefer my children not sell drugs.
0: But also like selling drugs versus killing people. I'd rather kill people, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so we see Norman in a little bit of a new light here. He's crying over everything. And I think that they're real tears. And that makes me question
1: where he falls on this venture. We talked about this last week. I still don't understand what direction they're taking him in.
0: Right, because, like, if he was psychopath, the tears wouldn't be written. Right. If he was sociopath... He wouldn't know to cry. But, right, he wouldn't know to cry. And dissociative... He, I mean, he's, we know he has a dissociative
1: disorder. It, like, they're leaning so hard like, into this Jekyll and Hyde, like, dissociative thing, where, like, he's literally... Because that means that, like, Norman... Like, normal, everyday Norman is genuinely hurt by the fact that these things happened.
0: But also, even when he's not dissociating, he has these outbursts. And he gets these extreme mood swings. I know, it's so Oh, so I'm not sure exactly.
1: I wish Rachel so, to tell me <laughs> what was happening. Well, the thing is, so my ex um, had dissociative identity disorder and he had a Jekyll Hyde complex and so there would be times where I literally couldn't speak to him because it wasn't him and so like a lot of this is hard to watch because if I I get it but the difference was that he was aware like he knew what happened and so I'm not like I still don't fully understand how this whole thing works with Mormon
0: well eventually I mean Spoiler alert for the book and movie. Eventually, Norman does know what's happening, and that's why because he stops drinking alcohol. Right, he stops like doing a lot of things he would normally do. He separates himself from people when he knows he needs to. So, like he does become aware at some point. Things don't change, but he becomes aware. So that's where it's like, is it a psychopathic lean out of the? I know oh, it's
1: so weird. I'm. Anyway, yeah.
0: Yes. Maybe we we should
1: we should have Rachel come on and explain dissociative identity disorder to us. Yes, I like it. I like it. Um and then we find out
0: through all of this that Cody's gonna go live with her aunt. Mm -hmm. She's already cleaned out a room for her, she's ready for her to go because obviously she can't go home because her dad's dead and she's not 18. Correct. um, so Norman's really upset about it. But then he says, it, he's like, it was an accident. It was self-defense. Like Alex Salem, he's like, if I wouldn't have been there when he woke up, he'd still be alive right now. And it's like, no, Norman, that's admitting that you've killed someone. Like,
1: <sighs> yes, but no. Like also like, it, he didn't, if he would have woken up and Norman wasn't there, he still could have beat Cody. He still could have been right. a bad person. Like, he wasn't, but the moment of knowing that Because there is, like, even when you hurt someone out of entirely self-defense, there is, like, that guilt that goes with it, like, because Cody, or Norman didn't murder him. Right. But if Norman wasn't there, he might still be alive, and then Cody wouldn't have to leave, and, like, the guilt of having, like, fucked everything up by being there is still a legitimate thing without... And I think that Alex sees that like Alex had that moment where he like, he's like, no, you're, you're right. Like your guilt makes sense, but that doesn't mean that you did the wrong thing. It's just, it's just like, it's just like the guilt that people have like when you are like raped by someone that you were friends with and then you like testify against them and that person's life is like ruined. And you're like, well, if I hadn't said something but, like, you did the right thing. You were protecting yourself and other people. But as a human being with emotions, like, you can't just, like, get rid of the fact that you know that you are the catalyst for this.
0: And it's totally fine he feels that way. But don't say that in a <laughs> that's, That was more of my point. Like, Yeah.
1: But, I mean, he doesn't know any better. He's, like, I basically know. autistic. He's basically a child.
0: And uh, doesn't know anything. Um, But it seems like at this point, it's Alex's new personal mission to protect the Bates family.
1: Yeah. Because he wants to bone Norma.
0: Right. He's just like, nope, everything's fine. I'm going to do, we're going to take care of this. And then George shows up.
1: Oh, George. Oh, George. And
0: he's like, Norman has nothing to worry about. He's an attorney. No stuff. Yeah. I'm also an attorney. And I think Norman has a lot to worry about.
1: Well, yes, but you also know the whole story and not the story that Norma told you. If you were an attorney and Norma, who at this point you had no reason not to trust, told you the story that she told you, you would also think that Norman had nothing to worry about.
0: I think he thinks Norman has nothing to worry about because Nick Ford runs this town and I think Nick Ford's his dad.
1: Well, okay, there's that, but also, like, to be fair we have a skewed perspective because we know that the Bates families are right. fucked up. Of course. Of course. If I, if I was just like interested in someone and dating them and thought that they were a good person. And now that makes me nervous. Like what if, what if my boyfriend's secretly harboring a murderer? Ooh, he's absolutely not. <laughs> not even a little he, bit. Farthest thing. The Farthest thing. But, um, but no, like, I, I absolutely think that he's, like, whether he has the bias of knowing he can control the situation or not, I don't think he's lying and saying that, nor, like, I don't think it's not coming from an earnest place.
0: I just question everything he does.
1: I know, <laughs> I know. Whether it's earnest or not. Don't you trust. don't, you don't trust anyone. I don't. Which, You're- to be fair on the show, you shouldn't trust anyone, but, like, I'm, I'm looking for the, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah.
0: I mean, also, to be fair, that usually extends much farther than just a TV show. So, like, maybe I should file <laughs> it back a bit, but also.
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe there are some good people in the world.
0: Probably. Possibly. But so, not in this world, because next up, Zane is planning on doing dumb stuff.
1: What? I literally wrote, J- Zane. what the fuck do you think you're doing?
0: Dylan's eavesdropping, because that's what he was told to do by his new lover. And bless. Zane knows Dylan's watching him
1: because, well. Zane knows his fucking sister and her craziness. He knows
0: his sister, but also Dylan's not doing great.
1: No, he's not hiding it.
0: He's <laughs> like creepily standing in the shadows, but like not hiding very well. So I was like, I don't know. Dylan, you are not the one for the shop. And this is where oh. he's telling Dylan, he's like, I know you're meant to be watching me. I also know you're sleeping with my sister, and everything's cool as long as we're cool. And it's like, I,
1: but he also was like, "Don't get your hopes up that my sister is going to have feelings for you because she doesn't do that. She just fucks around with people." And he's like, "You're watching me to keep my your eye out on me. I'm gonna watch you to keep my eye out on you." Like, but also, fuck you.
0: He said, "This isn't the first time she slept with someone below her pay grade." It's like, Whoa. <laughs> Ouch. ow. Ouch. If she's killed a lot of people, oh, she slept with a lot of people. So, well, you know, you got to balance that. Balance that body count. Yeah. Um, And now we're back at the police station. And Norma is just skulking around. She's like creeping. And I was like, what is she being sneaky about? Turns out she knows where Cody's at because Cody is in another room being questioned naturally. Yeah, naturally. So she goes and meets up with her in the bathroom as you
1: the PlayStation. I said, leave Cody alone, you selfish bitch. Well,
0: I think... I have different
1: feelings about Cody, but it's fine. No, no, no. I, I have different feelings about Cody, but in this entire interaction, Norma is clearly oh. only worried about her and Norman, and she has no okay. empathy for the fact that Cody's father is dead and that Cody just watched her boyfriend kill her dad. Yes. And Nothing about this interaction is doing anything but proving how fucking selfish and narrow-minded Norma is.
0: Because it shows when she, like, goes into a panic when she spirals, she's, like, single-minded. She cannot
1: yeah. care No, her. it. No, it was awful.
0: Yeah. And uh, she's like, don't tell the police about Norman's blackouts. And Cody's like, or what? Like, why? And <laughs> she's like, don't do it. Like, she's just like, because I said so. And... Cody's like, I know there's a reason you don't want them to know, even though it's not re- related to this. There's another reason. Yeah. Like, Cody's too smart for her own good. She needs to just step back. Like, she no. knows what this town is, and Norma's new to this town, and she's still like, you don't mess with people who are crazy. Like, no. I think that's a rule of this town. Yeah. I know Cody, like, thinks she's crazy enough because she's got this like, bad girl a- attitude, but she's not.
1: No, I like Cody so much.
0: I am hedorism with Cody, but she's like, she just doesn't have it all really together. She thinks she's tougher than she
1: is. Well, she because she is but she has to be. She has to have that persona. How else do you survive that?
0: Oh, absolutely. But she also has to
1: know when to step back. But I mean, how is she going to know that? Her dad's dad. She literally has nothing left and this crazy bitch is cornering her.
0: I'm just, it just makes me worry about her because she's definitely going to get herself in trouble.
1: I don't think we're going to see her again. I agree.
0: I also think that. Um, And then Norma looks in the mirror, and this makeup was done so well because she looks so run down. She looked fucked. I took a moment to look at her, but she looks like she aged 20 years in that mirror shot. Yeah. So kudos to the makeup director because normally she looks flawless. Right. So that was uh, excellent. And now we have our weirdest combination, Emma and then Dylan, who I think are never going to get along and should speak to each other more than they do.
1: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, have so many, I have so many opinions on this conversation.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I want to start with the fact that Dylan's being super fuzzy with Emma for no reason, Does he know that nothing that's happened in his life has anything to do with Emma? And he's being really rude to her Mm -hmm. when she's clearly in a panic? Mm -hmm. I should go, wow, Dylan. Okay, like, what are we doing?
1: I I wrote, damn, Dylan, I got it. But... Because here's the thing. Emma doesn't know. Right. Which is fair. Emma shouldn't know. And so my problem here is that I felt very much angry for both of them. Because, like norman had nothing to do with the secrets that your mom kept like as much as you don't believe that that's true he really didn't and he's in a lot of trouble and he loves his big brother and like emma just knows how norman feels about dylan and is just trying to do the right thing for the person that she cares about most in the entire world and dylan is being an absolute fucking asshole to her but on the flip side of that coin just because you don't have a family doesn't mean you have any right to tell anybody else they're supposed to forgive toxicity just because they have family that you don't have. Like, that is a fucked up thing to do. And if Dylan can't be around his mother because of sh- her being crazy anymore and he needs to separate himself, you don't get to fucking tell him.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I get it. Like, with Dylan, like, my complaint is he should have been nicer to it other mm-hmm. one- his reaction makes yeah. Him, he's twenty-two year old guy who's everything in his life is screwed up. He's yeah fuck, working fuck. like a year old man in the weed farms, and he's now sleeping with the boss of the whole organization, the whole crime fam. And he's gonna get fucking murdered. Yeah, his his mom is a lunatic. His dad's a terrible human. His brother's got a lot of issues, and it shouldn't be on him to fix it. And if he doesn't want to go. Fine. No, like, like
1: no one gets to tell you that the things that happened to you weren't traumatic like point blank period i don't care if it's your mom it's your best friend it's your si- sibling i don't care if it's a stranger you're not like zero people get to tell you that you have to forgive toxic people
0: absolutely and like if that means you need to stay away from all of them maybe you do yeah it's just part of life so i don't blame dylan and i don't blame Emma.
1: I know that's what that this conversation was so hard for me because they're both absolutely doing the right thing for themselves and for the people that they love. It just means that they have to yell at each other, and that sucks.
0: And then if you think about like if they just spoke to each other like normal humans, so many things would be cleared up. They would have someone to lean on because they could talk to each other.
1: Oh, I think that's my new favorite. That's my new ship, Dylan and Emma.
0: I absolutely do not want them to be together.
1: I want them I, to. No idea.
0: Friend, friendship. I want friendship, but not relationship.
1: No, I do. I'm, I'm here for it.
0: Okay. We are separate people. <laughs> but, uh, so then we do go back to the police station. And George is just moving on in on Norma. He is making his way in. And, um, I was confused for a bit because I thought they were talking about letting Norma go home. And then I thought they were like, you can talk to him from there. I was like, so is he booked over night? I was like, what is happening? I know, that was, I was... It's a very confusing scene. Um, He was not. They were just done. It was... was, They just said it in a very strange way. Um, And when Cody left and Norma saw it, Norma and Norman, I thought she had said something.
1: I absolutely... I wrote, Cody definitely fucking ratted on the blackouts. Like, I absolutely... It was convinced. I was so convinced.
0: I put, Cody said something and Norman noticed it. And also, like... This might sound a little controversial. She's the victim. Thousand percent Cody is the victim here. But not to victim blame, but she did rile him up a lot knowing these were not good states for him to be in. So I can't say it's a thousand percent on Norman (sighs) the things that have happened, but I don't want to Uh, take away that she's having a lot of pain.
1: I don't.
0: But I don't think any of this would have happened
1: Okay, yes, but also she's seen him black out. She doesn't know that the, what the triggers are. Like, she doesn't get it. It hasn't, you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't know that by yelling at him, she's going to trigger that. Like, that's...
0: but Also, I don't know if this is when we learned it or right before, right after, but he didn't black out this
1: time. No, 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 he didn't. He, he went didn't.
0: into a rage and he remembers everything, which is the first time we've seen this happen.
1: yeah. No, I, I don't know. I'm very much, I mean, and I have been since the first episode. I don't know what it is about Cody, but I've known since the first time I saw her that I was team Cody. And I have notes about this later. I think that Cody is the absolute best thing that ever happened to Mormon. I, um, because she's not placating his bullshit. That is true. I
0: I don't know that she's the best. She's, I don't think she's the worst.
1: I don't think anyone has been good for Norman. Ex- well, but also, Norman's not good for Norman. Like, Norman needs a padded cell. Like, that's all that's ever going to be good for Norman. So, like, but right. she's pointing him in that direction.
0: That's true. That's true. true. Um, But thankfully, at this point, for Nor- Norma, I don't know, not for anyone else, but thankfully for Norma, everyone's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Norman is making breakfast.
1: Okay. Um... <laughs> There's a close-up on the apron and the upper body. There's a line. like the okay when that scene starts. There's a close-up on the waist and the hands making the eggs, and the apron is tied in a way where I absolutely one thousand percent did not know it was not Norma until Norma walked in the room, and it was the first time that we see Norman looking not just like thinking or saying but looking like his mother and it freaked the fuck out of me i was so uncomfortable
0: yep i had the same thought like it was it was wild
1: the cinematographer for this fucking show is brilliant i was i had the ick on every inch of my body when i realized it was norman
0: and um I will say I think this again, moving a little fast on the transition from Norman to Norma. Because we do have three seasons. But again, if play. it's
1: if it's sprinkled, if it's sprinkled, like if this happens and then we don't see something like that again for like four episodes, I'm cool. Yeah. I um I'll let you know. How I feel. <laughs> okay, and well no, because like we had the we had the one instance of him having the flashbacks of her that weren't real. And then we have this moment. And like it has been so far, it's been, so like, it's been sporadic so it, enough and like subtle enough that I'm with it so far. If it keeps ramping up, then I'm gonna have a problem.
0: Exactly. That's and that's where I'm at. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna know if I how I feel about it until I get to a point where I don't like
1: it. You know. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. No, it, I it, I fucking loved it because it made me so. It was very cringy. so uncomfortable. Very cringy,
0: and um. Then he's chatting with Norma, like everything's fine. And he's like, why was George there? And she's like, oh, you know, he's an attorney and he was just checking in and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, does he think I'm
1: a murderer? Just super cash. She's like, like, nope. And he's like, oh, so he believed you even though you don't believe me? Right.
0: And uh, Norman knows she doesn't fully believe him. And I don't think she does. I think she truly thinks he blacked out and has done something else. Like, I mean, to be be fair. (laughs) that is if we're looking at the past that's how it's gone
1: so pattern yeah like once is an issue twice is a coincidence three times is a pattern so while he's uh
0: fussy i thought she was gonna tell him why she was concerned again there's so many of these scenes with norma's face where i'm like she's gonna tell him and then she doesn't and i'm just like i don't ever know what is gonna come out of her mouth when it does? Right, because I just, uh, she's incredible. Yeah. But um, now Emma goes to talk to Norman. Finally, his bestie, and she's like, "What is going on? How's everything?" Believes him a hundred percent. It's like she doesn't have any reason not to. Right, she doesn't know the crazy things about Norman. But he's just like, thank you for believing me.
1: When he said, I'm not mad at you. I mean, I'll never trust you again, but I'm not mad at you. I was like, that was simultaneously the most ominous thing you've said so far. And also the most sexual, like flirty thing you've said so far. And I am not sure how I'm supposed to feel right now.
0: I absolutely thought he was saying that truthfully at first and then I realized he was just like messing with her. Right, like but I was like But at first I was just like oh my gosh okay we are really fast switching and then he's like no but thank you and I'm like okay so you're appreciative because you know that something bad is happening and she's the reason people are watching out for you like more than they would be because she's making sure that everyone knows. And um it's just like what do you want Norman? Like you want someone to watch out for you. You know bad things are happening but then you're also gonna like Freak out at your mom about it. Side note: Emma's hair looked incredible in the scene.
1: Emma's hair looked incredible.
0: Incredible was so good. The volume, I just like <laughs>
1: very sharp. Her, her bangs were like perfect. Yes. Oh, yes. I know. Um, and when she like turned around and was like flirting back and was like, "Shut up!" I was like, I was like, Stop. I would kiss her.
0: Stop. But she's so a gunner right now, probably. Um, At least till the weed season is over. I don't know. Is there a weed season? Is that a thing?
1: Yeah. It's a plant.
0: I guess that's true. That makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense. But he's like there to sell it too.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Why would you? Who are you going to sell it to? I don't know, but that's what he's doing. I don't understand. I don't either. It's fine. Um, I don't do drugs. Right, same.
0: And now Cody wants to see him again, and uh, she's basically just like, "Juices, wanted to come say bye." And he's like, "Wait, <laughs> what?" He's like, "We're leaving now." And she's like, "Can't go home. Even if I wanted
1: to, my dad's dead." Like, okay, <laughs> this scene where she was talking about like how her dad was always going to be the angry drunk now. I was like, you deserve so much better, but, like, this is the saddest thing I've ever heard.
0: But, like, also, he probably would have been anyways, based on... No,
1: I know, but, like, that... It is
0: very sad to, like, think of it like that. Like, there's no... There's yeah, no yeah, reaction. Yeah. There's no going back. That's all he's ever going to be. I
1: know. It was awful.
0: And, uh... I thought she was doing really well, and then... I mean, she was very honest with him with nothing else. Because he's mm-hmm. like... Call me when you get home. She's like, I'm not gonna do that. She's like,
1: no, you, yes,
0: and I'm uh, I'm not gonna do any of those things. And I was like, man, sometimes I wish I could be as honest as Cody. Like, I don't want to have to like play beat around the bush either. Like, it's it was it was nice the thing she did for him because if not, he would you know obsess over like he did with Bradley.
1: Right. Well, and even, okay, not even just the relationships. Okay, and this is why I have like, I don't think we're going to see Cody again. I really don't. I think she's really gone. But also, she was like, I don't want to be with you long distance because I'm not going to do it. And it's going to waste your time. It's going to hurt me. It's going to hurt you. And she's like, but listen, before I go, you need to know your mom's lying to you. Like, something Mm -hmm. is going on and you deserve better than this bullshit. Yep. And, uh, I put it. Now it's gonna learn about the blackouts.
0: Not really, but that's what I thought was gonna happen. And, uh, but yeah, and then she's just like, "Okay, bye." And I was like, "All right, what a way to go out, Cody." I also, um, she's not coming back. That felt yeah. like a very, a very good bye. Yeah. Um. But then, as Cody leaves, Romero stops by to let Norma know it's been
1: officially ruled an accident. Because it was, but like that, just like the way that that conversation went made me even more sure that I was correct, that they were going to fucking try to finger him for Blair.
0: Yep. Yep. Because it was just setting you up for failure. And uh, what does that say? Oh, but I love him. And I said by the end of the show, I may end up loving him tomorrow more than you do.
1: I don't know about that.
0: So it might, might happen. Love him dearly. Um, and then Norma, so Norma goes to tell Mormon, like how everything's going. And she's like, I'm so glad it's so good. And he's like, Oh yeah, Cody just left. And she did very well at restraining herself for a while and being like, I'm glad she came to talk to you. It is for the best, but I know that's what you wanted. Like, to appease his feelings and um she's just like yeah everything's fine we're gonna be fine and he's just like yeah she came over to say you're lying to me and he's like who am i and i was like oh my goodness oh my god right <laughs> you said who am i but you're norma and
1: you kill people that's that's yeah right. i did not expect her to react the way she did like I didn't even either. a little bit that was mind-blowing it's incredible
0: i put yes norma i said stand up. i'm so sorry i'm getting like a thousand emails um but i was like yes norma stand up and be the parrot because she has to protect him she has to know everything but it, but she knows if he knew any of this he would <sighs> completely go off the rails like there would be no coming back for him the right. deniability thing that he has going on in his head only knowing half of what's going on in his life is, I think, the only thing that's holding him onto any shred of sanity. Correct. I think she knows that, and I think she absolutely did the right thing. She's like, oh, oh no, I can't talk about this again. Don't ask me, because I'm not telling you.
1: This is this. Fucking fantastic.
0: So, get it, Norma. Um, unfortunately, we go back to Zane and Dylan. <sighs> now it turns out Remo's being moved in, because he's like you are um watching me and you are not my friend and so now we're going to take you and your friend and i was like he's gonna take the the or and shoot him
1: i literally was like dylan you're you. i was like dylan you're a big fucking dummy and you're gonna get hurt
0: and i was like poor Remo, he's just trying to make a living like he's not trying to do anything crazy he's just trying to like Stay with the business he's been with and do his job. Like,
1: that's all he he's wants. been working here for 23 fucking years. He doesn't want this drama.
0: Right. He just wants, ugh, to make money.
1: He's been in like middle management for 23 years. He does not want your fucking nonsense.
0: I feel like I've been in middle management for like six months and I'm over it. Like, I don't want their drama. So, you know, stay back. But, uh, but I also said, the only reason I think Zane wouldn't kill them is because I think Jody would step in.
1: Oh, yeah. No. So I was like, he's not. I, oh, I didn't say he was going to die. I said he was going to get hurt.
0: I thought they were going to die. And then I was like, eh, well, no, they're not going to. No. That wouldn't work. But uh, I also said they're like a redneck mafia. Like, they have, <laughs> they have the cars where they put them in the backseat when they're in trouble, you know? And. Driving, It makes me think of all the scenes where, like, we're going to paint a house, and they take them to the house, and then they shoot them and leave them there. And um, that's exactly how it felt like.
1: And um, I don't like them. Then I started getting worried about Remo. So I was like, they're not going to kill Dylan. But they could kill Remo. Yeah, that's true. I was like, they're not going to kill Dylan, but they could kill Remo. That was very stressful for me. Absolutely. So very stressful. We pulled- oh. yes. Remo did the right thing. Yes. As much as I wanted to be mad at him for not, like, sticking with Dylan, he absolutely did the right thing. He did.
0: Um, He would have been shot on the spot. Mm -hmm. But we go up to this warehouse and learn they're raiding Nick Ford's warehouse. Like, the dumbest people on the planet.
1: But then Dylan... No, they're the dumbest people on the planet. Except for Dylan might be dumber because he tried to fucking reason with crazy. You cannot reason with crazy. He knew that, but he's like bless him.
0: Yeah, so he's trying to convince him not to do it. He's like, this isn't going to work. And then finally Zane's like, are you with me? And Dylan's like, no. (laughs) Not at all. So then he asks Remo. Remo says
1: yes. Which, okay, but before he asks Remo, he punches Dylan in the face and leaves him bleeding on the ground and then he's like, Like, are you you with me? And Remo's like, yup, nope, not going to do that. He wouldn't kill Dylan
0: because of Jody, but there's nothing holding him back from killing mom. Facts. So, I mean, fine. But then, they all ran in, and I was like, oh
1: my god, the house is going to blow up. And they're all going to die, except Dylan. I don't know. We We don't have a conclusive answer on how any of that went down when this episode ends. We do not have a conclusive answer.
0: I do believe at least half of them died.
1: If Remo is dead, I'm done. I'm not finishing the show.
0: Okay, well, I would like you to retract that statement because I feel like he is dead. <laughs> I do not know 100%, but... I can't. I just... I know. All the good people, they gotta go. You know it.
1: Oh, fuck this show.
0: So, um... Yeah. So, Remo's probably dead. But hopefully Zane is too. So, take out that whole crew. But if that happens... Dylan's going to go up to upper management. Unless Jody comes to be on the scene, which she doesn't want to do. She doesn't want to do that. And for the final scene, we go back to Alex. He's trying to get ready for bed and he gets a phone call. He's just like, just give the man a break. Right. Five minutes. Let him go to ne- go to bed, thinking everything in the world's okay.
1: Just... It's one night of sleep. One night of sleep. Um,
0: Unfortunately, Deputy Lynn is talking about getting the results back from um, her pal that does all the DNA. And Norman's DNA matched the semen sample that was in Blair.
1: No fucking shit. So his body
0: count is now even on both sides.
1: No, no. Oh, yeah, no. Now we're tied for three.
0: Tied for three. But that's dark as hell. That is one way to go. So. That's where we end. That's that. We have three episodes left of season two. Fuck. Norman is a... Likely going to be arrested for Blair Watson's murder.
1: Except for that they already arrested someone for her murder.
0: Right. Something's happening. So. We'll
1: see how that goes. And who do you want to punch? Debbie Lynn. Fuck that bitch.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. I think Zane. But honestly, also Zane. Oh yeah, no, that's what you, yeah.
0: Yes, everyone should punch the name because he's the yeah. works. He's the worst. Who's your MVP? Cody. Really? I picked Alex.
1: Which is absolutely fair, and usually my MVP is Alex, but like, I don't know, I just, Cody leaving and being like, I'm done with this, and I'm not going to keep your hope, get your hopes up, and I'm just going to go, but before I go, I need you to know that you need to do something to make your life better. Like, I don't know, that just... Resonated with me, yeah, um, for sure. Um, do you have any predictions? Alex is going to help them cover this up too. He's right. got to. Also,
0: I have a, a <sighs> prediction.
1: your prediction is that Rima was dead and my life is over. It's fine.
0: Okay, well, that's a separate one, but oh, right. I think he's going to get arrested first because. There's only so much Alex can do with the DNA. And I think that Nick Ford's gonna find out. And it's gonna mess up stuff between him and Norma. Same with Christine and George. And things are about to get wild, and then someone in that clan's gonna die.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: About to get a lot of Nick Ford in the next episode.
1: I yeah. Um, but also, I have a feeling that Alex is going to try to pull the that Norman didn't do it and that he can't also be blamed for statutory rape.
0: I think so, too.
1: I yeah. think so too. But I because
0: think even starting there is what's going to set Nick forward. off.
1: Sure. Sure. Fuck.
0: Yeah. That'd be a wild time
1: in episode eight. This, the last three episodes of the season are going to be Stress. bananas.
0: Yes. Um, unfortunately, I have no fun trivia for you. Sorry. My bad. Oh. <laughs> There's just nothing. No fun. No happiness or joy. Just murder and sadness. Um, <laughs> that's what we're here for, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. you have any last-minute thoughts before we wrap it up here?
1: No. No. Well, my last last thought is that I will cry if if Remo is dead.
0: All right. So if uh, you have any thoughts um, before Mary-Kate burns down the entire world, you can email us at deathandaliens at gmail.com. You can find us on all the social needs at deathandaliens. You can find me at cecloud thirteen.
1: And you can follow me everywhere at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And we'll see you for Sci-Fi Sunday. Bye.